so fresh, y'all. Snoop Dogg, Versace Bass, we're the best, y'all. Make way for the new, what it do. And if you run away, let me say she coming for you. Bands up, hands up in the air. When I say hell, you say yeah. Hell, hell, S-A-S-H-A, how you do that damn? She's a legit boss, but y'all knew that. The big boss dog, yeah, I had to do that. That's my family, and we so cheap. Bow down to the new champ of WWE. Cleveland, me, a little late to the scene. Uh, we want to apologize for the little delay, mostly on me. I was in Denver, Colorado for the weekend, having a long, nice vacation. I unplugged from the earth. But anyways, I'm back, landed today. Like I posted on Twitter, we got a last-second uh, last guest we'd like to have on the show. I'll mention him in a minute. But uh, Cleveland, before I tell him about our guest and jump right into th things, how are you feeling about you know, the pay-per-view from last night. How are your vibes for this uh, opportunity episode nine tonight? Um, first of all, I'd like to say Hell in the Cell definitely exceeded my expectations again. Um, we're going to dive deep into that later on in the show, but I will say that it was a very solid overall pay-per-view, and I'm feeling really good moving forward after Hell in the Cell. And as always, uh, from Cleveland and I, uh, from Cleveland me, we want to thank everyone at TSPN Network uh, for being an affiliate of ours. Go check them out. Uh, they do a great job. And we're actually, you can find us on their podcast station at TSPN underscore and find their fantasy network at Times View Pod. So we thank them for that. And as always, we thank our fans. We're six plus countries, averaging about 30 listens per show in entirety. So we would notice it. We appreciate it. But we want to jump right in. Like I said, we do have on a guest today, you know, uh, we're old neighbors. He just texted me out of nowhere about the pay-per-view and we were just talking about, I'm like, dude, just jump on and let's, let's talk. He was, was pretty excited. So without further ado, my old neighbor, uh, hockey coach for the high school team down here does a great job. Billy, how we doing and how you feeling about the pay-per-view from last night? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, anything's better than last year's. Last year's I was very disappointed <laughs> with, uh, the fiend coming down to that shady loss to Seth Rollins. So, uh, yeah, no, this, this was a good pay-per-view finally. And you know what? It's, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that because, uh, Cleveland could attest to, we bashed that match so badly oh, in a, a, a previous episode. And, uh, Seth Rollins is Cleveland's favorite character. So of course that didn't uh, sit too well, even though he won the match, we don't have to dwell on it. But anyways, going back to the pay-per-view, Cleveland, I'm going to start with you. We're just going to make this simple. Just give me a match and uh, tell me your thought on it. I don't care what direction you lead us in. If it was Hell in the Cell, non-Hell non in the Cell, give us a match and uh, give us your thoughts on something. Um, I think the match that was mostly interesting to me was the Jay Uso and Roman Reigns I quit match, not for how the match was, but the ending of the match, um, I think it was ooh. I can't pronounce Roman's dad, but I think it was Roman's dad and his uncle came out and they put the thing around Roman's Roman's neck, basically symbolizing him as a tribal chief. And that's interesting because with them recognizing it, that Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso will have to fall in line behind Roman. They'll have to do whatever Roman says because Roman is the head of the family. So 
I said earlier, I didn't feel they need to be in the hell in a cell after watching it. I think you could have just did a simple I quit match, but I think it was great storyline. And I think the ending was better than the match itself. And to quote on that, uh, you know, we always, we all know Roman Reigns is going to carry the title for a while. The hard thing when you have a storyline like this is you have such a dominant character in Roman Reigns, you realize you're not going to be able to just move them over with shitty storylines. Um, I could let Billy talk for hours on the storylines that he thinks are crap. And to be honest, some of them are lately, but uh, the Roman Reigns one, they've done it right. I'm, I'm shocked they were able to incorporate Uso well into this. I did not think he'd be the right fit at first. I was wrong on that because I think the whole storyline with the family and the brotherhood and, you know, maybe talking about, we could talk about that later, but maybe Rocket sometime in the near future because uh, this episode all is all about moving forward. We have new champions and we want to get talking about it. Talking a little bit about Roman, Billy, what match uh, kind of, you know, I don't know, say your favorite or what, but just what match really uh, ran it to your, you want to talk about? Um, I really enjoyed the Sasha and Bailey match. They may have overdone it a little bit with the weapons, but uh, all in all, it was pretty long and they beat the shit out of each other. No. And I, I mean, uh, it's funny you bring that up because usually, you know, sometimes you don't see enough of that. And then in this the woman, though, you, you know they wanted to take it to another level. They wanted to prove that they could be in it. And, I mean, were you getting tired of Bailey as a champion? Would you say would you say this is the right time for Sasha? I Banks? never wanted Bailey as a champion. I hate Bailey. <laughs> Something about her just bugs me. I don't know if it's like her original bubbly personality. It's like, dude, shut up. And then she went heel and then overdid it. And it's like, oh, come on, just shut up. Like, you don't, you're trying way too hard. And, you know, I mean – to her credit, I mean, as a heel char- character, I guess you do kind of want some of that, but I also did find her character um, not to be my favorite. I do like her, you know, ha- I guess you'd call it happy side of her better, but Cleveland, to bring you in on that one, and sorry if I got a little, might cut out a little bit here for the fans at home. I've had a couple technical difficulties I'm working through, but we're moving just fine. Cleveland, your thoughts, I want to get your thoughts on Sasha versus Bailey because I know we talked about it for a long time, and I think there's a smile on your face knowing that Sasha Banks won. It actually is a really big smile on my face. I remember texting <laughs> you and Myron, actually, right after the match, and it says about damn time that Sasha gets a defining win in her career. She finally overcomes Bailey. She steps out of Bailey's shadow. Um, Bailey had a good run. I did, I did mention a few times in the podcast earlier podcast that I don't think she deserved to be a title for a year. But in that year, I will say it was a interesting title run. It wasn't the worst, but it was. It's finally nice to have somebody fresh. Hopefully, Bailey takes some time off. Um, the fans were getting sick of her. I know as a heel, the crowd is not supposed to like you, but I think with Bailey just being on, she's around for so long, it's time for her character to take a step back, get refreshed, you know, take some time off and come back on the Royal Rumble with a fresh start and let Sasha have a long run with the title. And that is the key. I think we can all agree. Could it be a long title run? Sasha Banks has had so many of these one month, like even less than one month. And it's just like, come on, we, we want to see her hold it for us. She deserves it just as much as Bailey. And again, without uh, Charlotte Flair, which I think she might be coming back sooner, Becky Lynch, who's gone for a while, you got to have these two women step up. And I think Bailey held her end of the bargain. And now I hope they let Sasha do the same. 
Uh, to bring up another match, you know, I guess since we talked about the two Hell in a Cell matches so far, it wouldn't do justice if I didn't bring up a third. My man, Randy Orton, thank you. I know there's a lot of McIntyre fans out there, and I'm sure we can get into a decent discussion here on how that should have went. But me and Cleveland did agree at the end of the day, if you're going to have them fight three times for the title, you really can't have Randy lose all three and him still hold a, I don't know, dominant presence. I'm happy Randy won, so I'm not going to harp on it too much. I do want to say I was very impressed. Um, They put each other through hell last pay-per-view and I think they did it again this time uh Billy my question to you is do you think the right person won um I don't think there is a wrong person to win this they're both freak athletes and they're both fantastic wrestlers uh Drew McIntyre I know he's been around for a while but he's finally gotten the hype that he's deserved he's paid his dues so uh, he had a decent run I thought it would last a little bit longer but Randy Orton legend killer apex predator the viper I mean, dude, he's His one credentials. of the greatest ever done it. Yeah, exactly. He's he's one of the greatest that ever done it. So, for him to win doesn't doesn't surprise me. But I was surprised on the short run that McIntyre had. And and you bring up some decent points there. The first one being the run. So let's what WrestleMania is in April. So April, May, June, July, August, September, October. He didn't have it a full year. Bailey, we know clearly had it way too long. So you are right about that. You cannot go wrong with Randy Orton, and I know my, our boy Cleveland was a McIntyre fan, even though we agreed on you can't have Randy losing three times. I guess I'll just get right into it. Cleveland, we agreed Randy would come out victorious. Do you see that somehow – I had me thinking today, could it, there possibly be a round for it, McIntyre? Is it just they got to move on from this and, you know, maybe have McIntyre take a break like you kind of mentioned with Bailey or something? Um, I don't think you can go around four. I think the Hell in a Cell match is the it's supposed to be the nail in the coffin for a few, like with Sasha Banks and Bailey and Roman and Jay Uso. Um, I will say that Randy, the first of all, I will say that that was actually a really good match. I think it was one of those where both either one could have walked out with the title. Um, I did mention earlier that I felt once Drew McIntyre went through that table, it kind of changed the match in Randy Orton's favor because it seems Drew McIntyre was a little sluggish, fatigued. He went for the Claiborne, but it wasn't really as strong as he normally would do it. And then uh, I think, yeah, Randy Orton was the right call, but I will say that I will say Drew McIntyre in the last seven months that he was titled worked his ass off every night during the empty arena period um he was the only true star on raw and even smackdown too that was carrying wwe through them dark no fans in the audience time so i think his title run will be remembered as a good run and um yeah randy orton deserved the win but let's not let's not forget what drew mcintyre did well and and really quick ladies and gentlemen if i went past him briefly like he was just some chump or something I never would mean by that Drew McIntyre as Cleveland said he worked his ass off remember he was fired he was supposed to be Vince's boy he made him go through the gauntlet to become a bigger badass and he did that in the WWE he could be he 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 proved he could be a heel he proved he could be a face he proved he could be a champion and those seven months Again, during the COVID run, which we always gave kudos Bailey and Sasha to, we got to give it to Drew McIntyre. He at WrestleMania, he he beat Brock Lesnar, he beat Big Show in the same night. 
Uh, they found creative ways for him to carry it through the summer. He had this awesome rivalry with Randy Orton, and he fought hella matches. As Billy said, for the size this man is, the I mean, he's just an absolute beast. Randy Orton, obviously, it's his accolades, and not only his uh, great moves and his uh, the great shape he's in, but Drew McIntyre deserves a lot of credit. And I want I'm going to save this for a little bit more towards the tail end of this, the third part of the show. But before I talk about where we think those champions are going next, what I want to talk about is this. We, it can't go without saying the money in the bank trade-off situation with the Miz. Me and Cleveland talked about it countless times in the episodes, how it was going to change hands. We loved Otis, but he's more of a fun character right now. And we just didn't see him as a main champion. And again, but since Cleveland and I have given our thoughts on this a few times, Billy, I'm going to bring you in first with a quick thought. A, did you think Otis should lose it, and do you think Miz is the right fit? Um, I don't think Otis should ever have won it to begin with. So <laughs> fair, I, I, he, he kind of didn't catch it off the off the ladder. So it's kind of a fluke as is. Um, he's he's a sideshow. He's like you bring in the big tall guy, okay, people buy tickets. You bring in the the fat funny guy, people are gonna buy tickets and buy in. So. He's not he's not a championship caliber wrestler to me. Yeah, he good he's an athletic big guy, but I he doesn't have the personality of a champion, at least that I think. So I I can't And then see on the flip that. side though, you got the Miz. Yeah, well the Miz the Miz has been there. The Miz has been champion. Absolutely. Had plenty of different titles. Um Otis is still young in the business, so give it to somebody more experienced, somebody that can fill that heel role. I I like that. Um Who's going to cash it in on? Who knows? I don't think he'll cash it in on either of these guys right now. Um, it, it, and let's be honest. I mean, it's, I think it's just better off that it's in his hands. Like <clears throat> um, Otis having it, like you said, he's more of the fun character. He's more of the guy that gives the crowd, the young kids something to do about, but he's not taking down Roman Reigns or Randy Orton at the end of the day. Okay. The, no, but the Miz, you know, he's taken down John Cena. He's taken down other, he's been a former champion. He could do it. So Cleveland, we move on now. We fast forward into the, you know, we talk so much about Otis. Let's just focus on the Miz for a minute here as we left with Billy. Do you think he will do a good job of being the money of the bank as he's done in the past? And do you see him ever cashing in successfully? We won't necessarily say who it's on right now, but can you see a success? I will say that first and foremost, the Miz deserves this opportunity, this Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, before I go into that, I will talk about two years ago, I mentioned it, I think it was three episodes ago, where The Miz and Daniel Bryan were feuding and for a number one contendership to AJ Styles, WWE champion, and WWE turned Daniel Bryan heel, and it kind of pushed Miz to the back burner. So Miz has grinded his way for two years back into a title contention that he deserves. He was with that Otis and Miz feud was literally lackluster. I don't think nobody was, after a while, it was, wasn't entertaining anymore. So for Miz to finally get that chance to cash in on, to cash in on the champion is a really big moment. And it's also a funny fact because the last time Miz was money in the bank, Randy Orton was the WWE champion and the Miz cashed in on Orton after WrestleMania. So I think that's that's a little interesting fact. Maybe I'm jumping a little far ahead, but what year was that? Um, 
or Mania? Well, how long ago? Because I, I, I forgot about that one. I remember the Cena. Uh, 2010. It was 10 years ago, actually, where Miz won. He cashed in on Randy Orton. He held it for a long time, too, actually. Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was right after WrestleMania. I don't, I don't know if it was a month or two after, but I know he cashed it in on Randy Orton. Because yeah. he's had it a couple times. Yeah. And with him being older and more mature now, and like I said, he has worked his he has worked his butt off in the Intercontinental Champion title picture, the tag team title picture, carrying the middle card for either Raw or SmackDown. This was the right move for WWE. And honestly, there's few guys like I, I totally agree with the Miz is the option. He's the veteran. Uh, he deserves a role. Like a guy like Kevin Owens, I wouldn't mind it either because some of these veterans, uh, you, you notice, sometimes get pushed a little to the back burners after all the work they've done. So I'm glad to see Miz have another opportunity there. Uh, just in terms of some other things, because um, we will bring back up the Miz and we will bring back up a potential, you know, who knows, maybe he will cash in successfully, maybe not. It's definitely not going to be easy with the champions at hand as we speak. Um, concluding the pay-per-view, though, I noticed we had a 24-7 title match, um, as always, between our guy R-Truth for the 9,700, whatever time it is, versus Drew Gulak. Um, honestly, I kind of I was watching something earlier. Man, it's just Drew Gulak. You go from a you know, Daniel Bryan's building you up title contender to a losing to a 24 seven champion, I guess, Billy, just to bring in more, a little your perspective on WWE. Cause I know you, even though you're an avid watcher, you respect it. You, you, you give it up, you shoot it straight. A guy like Drew good, good luck, just Gulak could just going all over the places. I started through his name. I know you have a big problem with sometimes how they have a character do something good stuff for a while, then all of a sudden they go to the back burners. I don't know if you have one in mind, but I always know that's been a big issue of yours. Yeah, no, I don't know what the hell happened with this guy. He was literally on a, a huge role. He was, they're giving him a big push. And I don't know if he pissed off Vince, what the fuck happened, but yikes. If you're, you're in the 24 seven championship match in a hell in a cell, you're doing something wrong. He's a good wrestler, but I, I just don't know if he can handle the, the spotlight, you know? No, and it's always funny you bring up the Vince comment. It's always a scenario that could play out. There's multiple superstars, countless decades that have pissed him off and gone down the ladder. Cleveland, do you want to give a quick thought on that uh, match you were talking about with 24-7, or did you do want to bring up another match uh, in the pay-per-view? Um. No, I mean, I will agree if you – because our truth is our truth You know, we love our truth Our truth is funny. So our truth in the 24th title picture is not really, like, a bad thing. But from Julog being basically Daniel Bryan's protege, feuding with AJ Styles, to basically being put on the 24-7 title <laughs> is a big slap in the face. Maybe um, when Daniel Bryan went on a break, the writers found – you know, they couldn't find anything better to do with uh, Drew Locke. And then uh, my issue with that is why not just send him back? Why not just send him to NXT? Because, like I said, he is a he's a mat-based wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. But he's being wasted in the 24-7 title picture. Well, and no pun intended on your word slap, but now that you brought it up, one of the last things we'll talk about, Retribution and the guy named Slapjack, which I don't really know where this retribution. I I loved it at the beginning. I'm just getting confused now. But I know you're a big Hurt Business fan, Cleveland. I think a lot of people are because that faction's actually showing to be, you know, 
honorable and watchable, unlike retribution and the randomness that's going on there. Do you have any thought on the retribution hurt business thing? You know, the rumor did leak that the Vince wants us at survivor series to be kind of like the main attraction, I guess, but I don't know, retribution, they're taking losses and I know Billy's already shaking his head, but Cleveland, we're going to get to you first on this one. You love her business. What are your latest thoughts, I guess, on the whole thing with retribution going on? I'm still just like, just trying to see what's the bigger picture. Who are these guys? Um, they finally revealed that Ali was the SmackDown hacker. So I guess they're going slowly. You know, Survivor Series is like a few months away. Oh, it's a few weeks away. I think that's the next pay-per-view coming up. And then um, I will say, you're right. I love the Hurt Business. I love the fact that they're just, it's like professionalism. You see MVP, got Sheldon Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. Decked out in these suits, MVP puts the title on Brock Lesnar. It's like, dude, they're like, they look legit. And then you look at Retribution, you're like, all right, who is Slapjack? I didn't even know this guy that, I didn't even know wrestling. <laughs> this guy literally was just one of those matches where if you blink, it was over with. So, uh, like I said, it's interesting Retribution, but man, I love the Hurt Business, and especially with them wearing suits with the boss look. I'm loving it. And Billy, I saw you're shaking your head. I want to bring you in here. What was that for? If they're going to make a Survivor Series storyline out of Retribution, yikes. <laughs> bring back the old SmackDown versus Raw. Bring in NXT. Bring in Nexus. Shit, I don't give a fuck, but yikes. If that's if that's going to be the, the event for that, that's horrible. And I want to give you another thought. I have a so coming up in a minute here, but it's funny you say that because I was a huge – I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I admit it. I'm, I admit when I'm wrong. I thought I saw a good light in retribution. I'm not saying it's done yet. Like Cleveland said, there's still an out, outlook to the future. Um, but right now, it's just not looking good. Mm. They're taking losses. They throw these puddly names together. They have like, it's just like, come on, what's going on? They, they're supposed to be the scary faction. At first, they would destroy the ring. You know, they would come in 15 at a time. But now it's like, if you're not dominating or you're not really taking control, like, you're kind of just a nuisance and not really a heel to the show. Kind of like we talked about Bailey, you're coming just more of a knowing part of the show and you never want that at the end of the day with WWE. Billy, I guess my other thought I want from you is hurt business. What do you think about them? Okay. So at first I'm like, ah, I don't know if it's going to work. Like MVP's old, but he's, he's been a good manager mm-hmm. The Bobby Lashley. I like what he's put together. And back to Retribution, I do like Mustafa Ali. He's been one of my favorites for the last couple of years. So I'm a little disappointed that he was the, the leader of Retribution, but at least he's getting some FaceTime on TV. It's about time. It's been like six months since I've seen him on TV. So, And, and no doubt um, that's a character where that's the thing I was mentioning with Billy earlier about how they just drop him off face the earth, but they did bring him back here. And, Honestly, I, I did like – that's one part I do like about Retribution. So, you know what? Maybe there's more popular characters to come. I know we mentioned Triple H in the past as maybe maybe having a role because it's his – CM Punk. I've been – hey, Cleveland – I know that's why you were so high on them at first. You you thought he was coming back. Cleveland knows I always toot CM Punk's horn, and uh, <laughs> Cleveland will give you – Cleveland, you want to jump in on that? What <laughs> yeah, um, CM Punk is the leader – of retribution no 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 just more of your thought like uh 
I guess first off, because I'm always bringing up CM Punk, and I'm pretty sure Cleveland's just like, stop, stop, I right? I've seen him. I seen him last week riding his bike down downtown Chicago. He's getting ready to get back in shape and get in the ring. Uh, I think uh, it's been way too long now, and I don't think he has it anymore. If we're gonna be honest, I think uh, no. I think, I think yeah. he wants it. <laughs> I mean, even if he wants to, I don't think he can still come back and. I don't I, – he's been gone so long. I don't just see him coming back after eight years out the ring and then – Edge did it. Edge did it and looked fantastic. That's true. Edge did do it. You're right. Edge did do it. But I don't know, man. I, I used to be a real huge CM Punk guy. He's from Chicago. You know, he won against John Cena, Money in the Bank, 2011. That is one of the greatest matches in WWE history. But, yeah, WWE kind of, like, low-balled him. But, like – He's been teasing fans all these years, and I think it's just like you know what I'm over it now. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's becoming like it's too much. He wants too much attention now, so I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know how I feel about Punk at the moment. And and I love this discussion. We kind of just go on a little tangent because I also want to have a follow up question for Cleveland. But it's fun with this group of three. Billy bringing a you know a little bit of a new perspective. He always usually has a different view of me. Um, it's better for the show. It's unfortunate outside the real world because I just, he always just pisses me <laughs> off. But uh, it, it's good to have new perspective. Cleveland, my follow-up to you is this. Do you, uh, do you see any more big reveals out of Retribution or this is what it is at this point? And, yeah. Uh, like I said, if they, you know, if they got to ace up the sleeve, Survivor Series could be the time to pull it because, like, we, we both, we all just said it, like, we're still interested in retribution, but it's like, all right, they're losing too much. You can't have credibility and lose a lot. Remember Spirit Squad came around? You know, they, they kept losing every time. After a while, people are going to stop caring about them. The only way that retribution can be saved is if Triple H is a higher power in it. But, and then, like, no, no knock to Mustafa, but, again, is Mustafa a main event star? Do you will you ever see Mustafa in the main event picture? To be realistic, so I think with that added too, I think I don't I don't know my retribution. It's been going on all summer, and like it's well, I think the best they have. And an interesting thought on that, really quick, because I had two, and I just forgot my first one because that's how much of uh, my brain's still on vacation. But my second one was Mustafa Ali was actually supposed to, in reports, I'm not saying guaranteed because you never know of Vince McMahon, but he was supposed to have the Kofi Mania run. I'm not sure how it was going to work out at the end of the day because, as I said, Vince just changes his mind. But that was supposed to be his role, and then he got hurt, and then he kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Billy, I know you were you're shaking your head over that, but because uh, you like Ali at the end of the day. So, you know what? We're hoping for him and hoping this role that he could possibly take it on, and if not – We'll go from there. So, you know, getting on to about 10 minutes left in the show, I did want to get back to a future outlook. I want to hit these thoughts fast. I want to hit them hard and wrap up the show in the next, you know, 10 minutes or so because we got some, we got Raw on tonight, and uh, we all want to watch Monday Night Football because the Bears play. The Bears. The Bears. So we're going to talk about it quick here. Rapid fire. Cleveland will start to you. Then Cleveland, after he's done, Billy just jump right in. Drew McIntyre is at a loss. Randy Orton's a champion. We talked about no round four. If you believe no round four, Cleveland, tell me who Randy goes to next. 
that's that's a real uh, interesting question. Um, if I'm gonna we're spitballing out here, um, I seen something on the internet last week. Um, they had a picture of the Wyatt complex being burned in the background of the firehouse, and we remember that Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt feud a long time ago. And the fiend right now is sort of targeting people from Bray Wyatt's past. So it's just a long shot here, but what if Bray Wyatt targets Randy Orton next? Um, because from what we've seen, it will be Randy Orton and Edge at WrestleMania. I think that's the goal. Edge comes back around that time period. The only question will be remain, will it be for a title or will it just be a regular match? So I think I will go with The Fiend as a possible next person to challenge Randy Orton for the title. Billy? Oh, that's a pretty good – I like that opinion right there. Uh, makes sense. I can see uh, Randy Orton losing the title to The Fiend. Just uh, put another notch in Randy Orton's belt. Just make him I – don't, I don't know how many championships it is, but – 14. So he's up there with Cena. You know, he's him and Triple quite, H are tied. Yeah, he's not quite there, but you know, he's been in the business long enough. He's paid his dues. I can see him getting that – um, what they suspected Cena to have beat Ric Flair's record, I can see uh, Randy Orton easily passing that. It, uh, he's got it, a lot left in the tank, and oh yeah, you know. So just like just one more notch in his belt, get get rid of the belt quick, get it to the Fiend, start a new feud for Mania. I can also see him and Edge going at it at Mania. Edge comes in at number thirty in the Rumble. Next thing you know, he's you know he's pointing at the rafters, saying, "I'm going for you, Randy Orton." And I don't think we could agree at the end of the day that it's going to be awesome to see the round three of Edge versus Randy Orton. Like we said, we just don't know if it's going to be with the belt or without. Now, a little thing that I told these guys before the show, a little bit of breaking news, even though you're probably not going to catch this episode before Raw. Um, the one thing I will share is that Randy Orton is on a moment of bliss tonight. So these two guys talked about the Fiend. I think that's a pretty interesting lead in if that's going to start the rivalry the only thing i want to mention on that before i move to the other two belts that were in helena so one if the fiend is the next guy he better win because he really can't afford to lose again with a title opportunity it's kind of pointless having him having him hold it for so short so if he does fight randy i hope he wins but we're going to move on from that one as i said and i want to talk about the women now sasha and bailey they've only fought you know, they haven't fought as much as Randy and Drew, and they haven't fought as much um, as Uso and Roman. I know they always uh, go back and forth, but Cleveland, Sasha, does she go to Bailey next? Or like you mentioned, time off. So if it's time off, who's next for Sasha on SmackDown? Um, we've seen Carmella was making a return. Um, she's going heel, so that could be a uh, next direction. Um Somebody just the uh, she just got drafted to SmackDown. Uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair could possibly be somebody that could step up and challenge Sasha. Um, like I said, I think right now we have what's wrong with Oscar on Raw is that if Bailey were to take time off, who is next to step up? Um, like we mentioned, Nia and Shayna would be perfect choices, but they're stuck in the women's tag team division, which, by the way, is, uh, if we want to be 100% honest, is on the same scale as the 24-7. <laughs> only because they, I am, before I, I, I just want to 
say a little about the women's tag go team. Go ahead, my man. Go ahead. I just think it it was a good idea when it first happened. It was like cool, you know, we get women's, you know, we get a women's tag team division, but now it's like, who are these teams left? They broke iconic up, the riot squad, the jobs, they you know, they're there to lose. Um I don't even really know who else is. Come on, how are you going to forget about Lana and Natalia like that? Oh, my God. Oh, Alana. If I see Alana go through an announce table one more time, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Cleveland's even... rants. Hey, they're always fun to look at. It's fun. <laughs> it's like every week now. Does she, does, does she not watch out for Naya? Every week she's going through an announce table. Like, um, but get back to your question. I don't. I say Carmella and um, Bianca Belair, but other than that, I really don't see anybody else stepping up to Sasha. That will be a, a worthy opponent. Opponent, Billy, you think uh, Bailey gets right back in the picture? You think that goes a new direction yourself? I can see a rematch, but just because she's had the title for over a year, you know, you lose it, you kind of have to have the opportunity to get it back, but. Honestly, I missed the, the draft, so I have no clue who's on uh, what show anymore. Hey, and to be honest with you, it's always confusing, as we know, to begin with. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're done with this. You can't go back to the other show, and next thing you know, they're back on the other show. It's well, like, like a quick example of that in the near future, Otis and Tucker, they were drafted as separate shows. Now they're going to have a rivalry probably, or if not, Otis has already been on Raw and he's smacked on. So they've already exactly. – anyways, to update you, though, Bianca Belleri mentioned Carmella. Um, to be honest with you, off the top of my head at the moment, um, not a lot's coming to mind. Like I said, I just came off a long weekend, but I kind of agree with you too there. I, I, I'm more towards lead towards Bailey again. Um, I wouldn't mind if she took off time like Cleveland was mentioning, but I just think at the end of the day, Bailey deserves another shot. Um, should she win it? Hell no, absolutely not. Then maybe go away for a while. But no. <laughs> right. So if we are going to see it, I don't mind one more time with the Sasha win, proving that she's going to carry this thing for a while. Okay, we got a couple minutes here. We're going to go quick on this, fellas. Roman Reigns, where is it going? Because I have no clue. Cleveland, I'm going to start with you first again. Um, Roman Reigns, who's next? That is also a really good question because we we are hearing the rumors that uh, The Rock will be making a return soon. Um, I actually seen a video of The Rock doing a workout, getting back in shape, and WrestleMania season is coming up. Royal Rumble. Well, we got Survivor Series, then we got another pay per view, then boom, we're at the Royal Rumble. Quick. So fast forty in WrestleMania season. Um. Kevin Owens just to get drafted. He what just excuse me, just got drafted to SmackDown. My man Daniel Bryan just made a return back. So it's endless. Oh wait, I can't forget. I forgot about the Messiah Seth Rollins. <laughs> so oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of uh, potential challengers for Roman Reigns. I don't think the feud with um, Jey Uso is over. Um, I think that storyline will be mixed in with the next storyline. But I think. It's Roman has a few possibilities on SmackDown better than Randy Orton does on Raw. So, Billy, I'll just lay it to you straight here. If you had to go out of these guys, Seth Rollins, Kev- Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, back to one of the Uso brothers, what would you put your money on? Uh, Jimmy Uso. He's the one that he didn't fight, right? Correct. Yeah, I can see just because they made it so personal about family. I don't know how you can just 
leave it and forget about the storyline. Um, I don't know if Jimmy Uso will feud with him right away or if they'll be like, okay, he's the, he's the leader of the tribe now and then kind of boss him around, push him around, and the next thing you know, Jimmy's standing up for himself, standing up for Jay. That I can see the leader of the tribe thing. I can see the rock just easily stepping right into play, make it a family thing up until mania. Yeah. It would suck to have six months of a family feud, but. Hey, no, we think it works at the end of the day. And you know what? We fit a lot in here with Helena. So as I mentioned real quick, the bears play tonight, Monday night raw. It's a good night to be in Chicago. We hope for you all listening around the world. You're tuning into these things as well. Billy, we want to thank you again for being on the show. It's been fun. I, you're definitely going to be on again. I had a blast. Cleveland, as always does. I just want to say on this Monday night, we fit a lot. And leave your comments and questions at Cleveland Me on Twitter. And thank you, everyone, for episode night. And to all, a good night.